people down in South Louisiana, number one, they always looking to have a reason to party. eat and drink, <laughs> yep. party. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you can put an event together and there's a benefit like for a foundation or someone else could benefit from it. Oh, absolutely. Then they're 100% right? in. Because they're, they're like, going to oh, get together. What? Okay. They're going to get together anyway and exactly. do it. My crawfish is better than yours. Let's go let's have a boil <laughs> off. And then if you can do that and raise money, that's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. All right, bruh. Corey, we back, bruh. Yeah, we do. We are. We got a special guest. I know. And the interesting thing is that we're not drinking a whole shit pile of beer today. We actually have an official (laughs) guest, someone we can really interview that other people might not know about. And that doesn't mean we're not going to drink beer later because we will. It's a little bit early. We're a little bit tired. Probably going to take a nap after this. Yeah. And this is actually podcast number one for the day. We're doing another one later on this evening where lots of beer is going to be drunken. Is yeah. that a, is that a thing? Are they could be drunken. I don't know if that's a word, but it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, without further ado, our guest today is Natalie Robert Wright. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Correct. Is Robert like your maiden name or Mid what's name. Okay. Correct. I kind of figured that. I probably should have asked you that before because I don't want to offend nobody. But um, no worries. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to have you on today, which we're going to get into all that stuff, but last year, actually, let me back up a little bit. Probably for the last, oh, Lord, I don't know how many, four, five, six years maybe, we've been going to that crawfish ball. Oh, uh, that's uh, awesome. Some buddies okay. of mine, uh, Shane uh, Fontenot, they all go out there every year, and we would always go and just hang out with them, and they would do all the cooking. I was really just the mooch. I would drink a little beer and eat some of their crawfish. <laughs> but last year, you guys actually reached out to me and wanted me to be a guest judge, and I was hey, like, Eric, what crawfish ball are we talking about? <laughs> the one team, one fight crawfish ball. Oh. We're going to get into that. Okay. I know, I'm, I'm like getting way We're ahead of myself. Like a random crawfish ball. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to bring that up a little bit later. I'm glad you said that. But anyway, back. reel you back in. Yeah. Natalie Robert Wright. How you doing, darling? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm so glad you came on the podcast. It was kind of a little uh, hectic getting you on here because your, your schedule is a little bit crazy. I think for like two years we've been trying to get her on. I That's do. true. I yeah. apologize. Yes, it is crazy between uh, all the multiple hats that I wear. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to talk about some of those hats. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you're, you know, kind of kind of a big deal. Well, I want to know some more personal. <laughs> tell us who you are, where you're from. You're from Lulin. You yeah. moved here. You married here. What, what, gotcha. How'd you get yeah. here? Who's your mom and them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we need to know. Um, so born and raised in Norco. Oh, okay. So it's definitely St. Charles Parish. Um, of course, I know there was this whole East Bank, West Bank rivalry thing. But That's overrated. Went to Destrahan, played soccer, loved it there. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I know. Playing soccer. Mm-hmm. How, how, uh, what year did you graduate? 2001. 2001. Okay, so you're a bit young, younger than us. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, do you know that I, I used to coach soccer? Okay. I did. I did. Right. I did. Well, yeah. I, actually, I still coach soccer. I used to coach at Hornbill. I coached there for about seven years. Uh, but now I just coach my daughter's club team. But uh, gotcha. I didn't know you played soccer. Yep. That's awesome. Got a college scholarship to ULL. And, nice. Uh, yeah, played over there for a little while. And then I decided to do uh, nursing instead of uh, furthering any other careers with right. uh, professional sports. So, yeah, here I am, uh, you know, came back to Norco after college and uh, 
I, I love it. I love St. Charles Parish. I would probably never go to another parish. I mean, the schools alone are wonderful here. Uh, but being from here, it's just like a family-oriented, like, mm-hmm. you know, neighbors. Like, even if it's East Bank, West Bank, you know, somebody knows somebody, and it's just, yeah. it's always a good time here. Uh, got married. So I've been married for 12 years. Uh, two kids. Wonderful kids. How old are the kids? Two boys, uh, 11 and 9. Okay. So up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but uh, my husband just been so supportive. And, you know, around this time, it's always hectic. So <laughs> I'm never around. Yeah. Um, but he kind of picks up. Yep. He picks up the pieces. So it's been wonderful. So you are a nurse. I right? am. An ER nurse. Correct. And then, because you talk about wearing all kind of hats. So, okay. First <laughs> of all, you're a wife and a mother. And also ER nurse. Yep, that's and a full time job by itself, yeah, right? Wife and a mother and a for sure. Other hats on top of that, right? So where did where are you at ER nurse? So at St. Charles Parish Hospital okay. in the emergency room there. Okay. Um, on top of that, I have been doing that for sixteen years. In about three years, I started at uh, our volunteer fire department in Norco, uh, because St. Charles Parish has great um, fire services. Unfortunately, you know, like. I'm wishing they could kind of get moved to paid, but, you know, these guys that I work with over there all volunteer their time, and they're wonderful to work with, but uh, kind of fell into that just because I love helping people, and hey, mm-hmm. whatever better way I can do is join more, you know, wear more hats, um, but they made me the medical officer over there. Okay, because so. I was going to ask, I don't know if I knew the, with your background in medical, I don't know if you kind of <laughs> switched into the firefighting or if you're just like a like a, a medical emergency. I don't know what the, the term would be, but you kind of deal with some of the medical side of with the fire, correct, fire department. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you don't think about it, but most of the calls, you know, probably like more than half or more medical. You yeah. Know, fire you department see. responds to a lot more than just fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like accidents Definitely. and correct. all kinds of, yeah, because um, my buddy Ray Guidry, who he's a Kenner fire department, you know, when he first started there, that was one of the things he said. I was, I'd ask him about some of the fires, and he was like, no, I went to this call today. It was an accident. I went to this call. It was a drug overdose. I went to this call. Was, yeah. I'm like, do you even mm-hmm. fight fires? He's like, yeah, every once in a while. Right, exactly, yeah. So you have to definitely um, be, uh, you know, kind of familiar with a lot of things, you know, not just the fire suppression side of things, but the medical and the accidents and, you know, hazmat. I mean, a lot of yeah. the accidents happen on interstate, and, you know, it's just... It's, well, it's believable. It's unbelievable that all these people volunteer their time to do this. So. Yeah. And, well, a lot of it has to do with people have just having a passion for it. They kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they, they love that kind of stuff. It's not really for me. It's, <laughs> it's not for me. Uh, I was on the fire squad, the emergency response team. I, I used to work at Dow. Okay. And uh, I was on the ERT squad for a little while. But back then, it was one of those where when you hired in, if they didn't have X number of people per shift that did it, then they would force the right. the least senior person. And at the time I was brand new gotcha. and there was another person that was like, I'm just kind of ready to get off. So I hate to tell you, but uh, tag you're in. <laughs> so for two years I was on that fighting fires and learned about that. And I was like, boy, this is not for me. Right. I'm, not that I'm like scared of it all, but it's just not something I just wanted to do. Uh, so I know, like much when... respect for those guys that go out there, guys and gals mm-hmm. that put their life on the line and do that kind of stuff. But man, Definitely, definitely. We've had some tremendous saves this year, and just like I said, just the camaraderie with it, it's just amazing. So, Do you respond to the fires and all, too, or do you kind of just do, do more of the... Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. So you do, you, you bunker up and you get in... Oh, yeah, I that's do. what I'm talking I about. Do. Okay. Um, just because you don't know what to expect. If well, somebody's inside the house, 
Um, and then it turns, you know, once they're able to successfully get someone out, it turns into, a, you know, a rescue versus a recovery and, you know, who, who knows what happens. And on some of the fire side, it's nothing like um, me running in with the hoses or trying to hook up the hydrants. That's, I try, but right. okay. <laughs> yes, yes, those yes. hoses are big. <laughs> so how did you even get into the whole emergency response type thing, like, you know, working in the ER? Because you could have been, I mean, nursing, that's a whole gamut of options. How <laughs> right. did you end up getting from nursing into the ER? Like, is that, that's, your, that's just your jam? Yeah, like uh, doing uh, clinicals. We didn't have a lot of patients because, like I said, this was 16 years ago. Um, so some our instructor was like, hey, does anybody want to go down to the emergency room? And sure, you know, I was like, yeah, let me go see what it's about. And sure enough, it was at St. Charles Parish Hospital and, you know, a code came in and I'm watching all these nurses have to think on their feet and just be prepared for anything. And it was just amazing to watch Drives them. in those high pressure yes. situations. Yeah. Huh? It yes. takes a special person. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it's one thing to see all that trauma but it's another thing to be okay with seeing it and i say that loosely i mean you have to kind of have a thick skin like you because you i'm sure oh, you've yeah. seen some things that you compartmentalize for sure yeah mm-hmm. um so you have to be tough there but then you got to think on your feet you got to know what to do you got to react i mean look again <laughs> it ain't for me but <laughs> thank god for people like you that's yeah. all i can say she don't even take a break when she gets home she's like i'm gonna work in the <laughs> er all day <laughs> And then I'm going to go volunteer and uh, reply to some more medical cases or fire cases. Uh And then I'm going to go home and volunteer my time with my family as well. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Just straight from the ER, eating a Subway sandwich and a bag of chips like it ain't no big thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And some days, you know, you're lucky if you get that. It's just, it's been crazy lately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, I love what I do. Like I said, I've just, I've always always knew I wanted to help someone. And then this, just my passion towards, like, always being prepared on, you know, it's just not the same mundane stuff. It's, you know, you don't know from pediatrics to geriatrics and, you know, all the traumas that you're talking about in between the motorcycle accidents and stuff like that. It's just, it's great to hold somebody's life in your hands and bring them back and then thank you for it. So. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. You obviously, you know, you work a lot, mm-hmm. but what kind of hours? Do y'all work shift work in the emergency room? We do. We do. So it's... um. Every other weekend, and it's 12-hour shifts, so uh, we bounce around a lot. I'm definitely not a nighttime person, <laughs> so I work morning and mid-shifts mainly, um, but that's when the most action is there, too. So uh, I try to pick up a lot of extra shifts. Just recently, there's just a lot of people traveling, which making more money. If I could do it, I would, but my, yeah. my kids, my family, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. But uh, like I said, I, lo- I love what I do. I love where I'm doing it. And it's in St. Charles Parish. It's in my hometown. So yeah. so I'm like wondering, you know, where you find the time because, you know, um, you're, you're an ER nurse. You're a mom and, and a, uh, a wife. You're also a volunteer for the fire department in Norco, which seems like it's pretty busy there, too. And then you decide, I don't have enough to do. <laughs> Let me uh, start this crawfish boil called uh, One Team, One Fight, right, to uh, raise money for first responders. So at what point in time were you like, <laughs> I'm bored, let me do something else? I don't know if that – I just I think I kind of got thrown into it because I love event planning and, you know, just making sure everybody has a good time. And initially when this kicked off and it really started in 2016 – it was just like a rival thing between ER and EMS. We're like, okay, our doctors and the medical director for EMS 
were like, hey, I got the best crawfish. We're going to have like a little cook off. And uh, the word, that's how it started, huh? The word yeah. kind of spread and like Dow actually what came. Um, another, uh, like our volunteer services at the hospital was like, well, we want to put in a team too. And we did it at the VFW hall. We had eight teams. And we were just like, hey, okay, we had three judges at the time. So So first year was just kind of mm-hmm. like impromptu. My, your crawfish sucks. I'm going to boil better than you. And the nurses, well, the nurses tell the <laughs> fire department and then dial ERT team and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And like, yeah, we can do it. And yeah. so it was just kind of like spur of the moment. Let's, let's do this thing, right? Yeah, because a lot of um, EMS personnel at the time worked at different plants on yeah. the emergency response team and things. And they're like, oh, this sounds like so much fun. And we just wanted to do something we always used to you know christmas parties you know events and tried to do something at least once a year just to kind of get away from the trauma and the chaos and the craziness and that's how it started and then everyone had a great time and they're like you know what <laughs> you should do this again but bigger i was like okay and i just kind of yeah and the funny thing is too like people down in south louisiana number one they always looking to have a reason to party. eat and drink <laughs> yep. party mm-hmm. yep. and if you can put an event together and there's a benefit like for a foundation or someone else can benefit from it oh absolutely then they're a hundred percent in because they're, they're like, gonna oh, get together what? okay they're gonna get together anyway and exactly do it. my crawfish is better than yours let's go let's have a boil <laughs> off and then if you can do that and raise money that's that's awesome oh yeah. yeah so then when did it become official was it the next year it was the next year in 2017 and it happened like within three and a half months maybe four months of planning it was not long and they're like you know you should really try to do this and i think the first the first go around we had 26 teams and it just like i said it spread from there and is all people word of mouth you know emergency response teams we got some of the plants involved um and it was just the friendly competition and uh, i decided to throw in well like i said at the time i wasn't with the fire department but working in the emergency room, you kind of have all areas of first responders that come in. So if there's like a an accident or a trauma or there's something going on, um, we've seen where police officers were coming in doing cardiac, you know, seat compressions on patients, fire department helps out. And it just made me think like, man, why not give tribute to everyone? You know, they, they all do a great job in this parish and... Nobody really recognizes them because, I mean, they do, don't get me wrong, but they don't see what they, what they, you know, from outside to what happens inside. And police officers stay in past shift with family members who lost a loved one. Um, fire department, like I said, traveling just to come in uh, to help out and, and staying there, you know, not going home. And it's, like I said, they're all volunteer at the time. It was just amazing to watch, and I just wanted to kind of do something and have a purpose, like you said, to show them like the thanks, like, yep. hey, we really do appreciate you. And what better way to do that uh, than get the community involved and kind of spread it out. But I've had a lot of help. Like uh, Jake Lemon was one of our huge, huge supporters at the time in the beginning. Uh, Claude Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with that Daz club, he was kind of like, hey, they were kind of coming about at that time to you. And they're like, hey, this is a great cause. And they've just been phenomenal with that. And then, uh, like I said, a lot of family, like our teams, their families worked for the sheriff's office or, you know. So it's grown a lot. Oh, yeah. So so what year are we in now? This is year six? Six, 
Yes. And how many teams you anticipate? Because it's next weekend. So, so how many right. teams have signed up? We have 52 teams this 52. year. 52. That's ridiculous. Jeez, yeah. That's so, awesome. And we're kind of at that limit where we had to almost cut people off. We were able to move a couple tents and, and groups around to make it fit. Because Monsanto Park is only so big. Well, I was so. going to ask, you were, <laughs> last year when we were there, you were on the verge of not having any more space. That mm-hmm. You're either going to have to stop people from coming, which is te- usually not the best idea. <laughs> right. Or you're going to outgrow and you got to go find somewhere else so that you can have 60 and then Correct. 80 and then 100 teams. Yeah. So, I mean, that's got to be something you're looking at It now. is definitely. And the parish, you know, our uh, parish president, um, Matt, and his, you know, workers and the public works and everyone's been phenomenal with Parks and Recreation, where we're talking about trying to move it to the community center next year or maybe West Bank Bridge Park. But I really, really, <laughs> I hate the fact that it's all on concrete where Monsanto Park has the grass yeah. and the trees yeah. and the shade and everybody loves it, but... I don't know of another area in St. Charles Parish. So if you guys think of one, that has definitely like been on my to-do list for six years. Well, I can almost (laughs) guarantee that even if you move it out there in the sun, they still gonna go. They still gonna be boiling crawfish, (laughs) drinking beer, cooking a little land yap, all that fun stuff for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. So so the name of it is One Team, One Fight. And you know, when I was kind of putting some of my notes together for this, that was gonna be one of the questions about, you know, how'd you come up with that? But then I, I'm kind of like, well, that just seems like a dumb question. It's like so obvious. And I think it's a phenomenal name because there's a lot of, you know, one of the biggest things is firefighters versus police officers. You'll see memes and videos where, you know, they kind of jabbing at each other and it's all in fun. And I know a and bunch of people. ER nurses. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. But in the grand scheme of things, one team, one fight. You know, because ultimately they're all first responders. They're all working towards yeah. the same end goal Correct. for the same thing. And they're in the same fight. So, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to elaborate on that, but that was just my thought when I was going through this stuff. Like, man, when I first was talking one team, one fight, it was just a name. But then when I started thinking about, oh, how did it come? And then all that, it, it's just, it's fantastic. Thanks. It really is. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't explain it better. You did a great job oh, with that. Well, I just have, I'm, I'm stupid, but sometimes I get it right. So who knows? I mean, just ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> so yeah. there's no plans to stop this freight train, huh? We're going to keep oh, on going I, as I long mean, as possible. I'm hoping. Bigger venues, make mm-hmm. more money. So it's a fundraiser. What are we raising money for? Tell me exactly what you're doing with the proceeds. So um, each, so on the committee, on our board, we have... Um, a representative for each department. So the we have nine fire departments in St. Charles Parish, which I didn't even know at the time that I created this. I'm like, nine? My gosh. But um, they have a fire association. So we give it to the fire association. Uh, as far as the sheriff's office, the Fraternal Order of Police originally backed us because they were a 501c3 until we were trying to build our 501c3. Um, so we decided just to keep it with the Fraternal Order of Police because it's made up of all the sheriff's deputies anyway. Um, and then you have the hospital, which has the emergency room and EMS. Mm-hmm. So we have three checks, and we split it between the, the, the three groups. And it's for equipment purposes. We, we, you know, we, like I said, we're on, I don't want to say the front lines because a majority of people are on the front lines. But going out there and establishing care initially in the field and then bringing it to the emergency room to try to stabilize them, to keep them in the hospital and get them better, it takes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes you know not only a village, but you know the right equipment to do so, making sure you're there on time, and 
and you have jump bags and you have bulletproof vests or you know whatever whatever is needed to get you home safely to your family and to provide the care that's needed for our community and, and what so, a lot of people don't realize with all that equipment, you know, so whether it's the hospital or municipality, like a police department mm-hmm. or a fire department, they all have budgets. No matter where the money comes from, they have budgets. And you can't just always get the latest and greatest and best right. equipment. So uh, that's great that you can use that can use that money to buy better equipment, mm-hmm. buy new equipment, replace things. And, and because um, I know all those departments work with what they have. And um, and just to be able to do that is awesome, to be able to have that, you know, know that those funds are coming in and they can get, I mean, shit, a bulletproof vest. <laughs> you would think that's kind of standard equipment. I know, right? Right, but I'm saying, like, you know, there's just different features. Like, I think you have the the one that goes, like, I know nothing about police work, but, you know, the one goes over you and you get the little side pouches or... You know, yeah. the right microphone because you don't want to be talking on your phone or your radio. You might want the earpiece versus that. I think a lot of that you might have to come out of budget for. And it's not just that. Right. I mean, EMS with, like I said, they're trying to get more trucks up and running in the parish. They created like the Sprint vehicle and, you know, having a jump out bag just to like go and provide care. And for us in the emergency room, we were able to buy um, some of our IV carts instead of us running back and forth when we have a trauma patient that's coming in. Now we can just bring this cart, you know, do everything that we have to do at the bedside instead of running around like a crazy person, you know, trying to find your supplies. And, yeah. And so, like I said, it's been phenomenal just to witness that. Like I said, I, I feel like being in the emergency room, you kind of see it all because they all come to you eventually. Um, but just to see everybody work together and just do a great job doing it, I mean, it's... So I, I have a pretty stupid question because you said <laughs> jump bag a couple of times and I don't know what the hell that is. And I'm thinking in my head, the only thing I'm thinking of is, <laughs> it, please tell me it's one of those where you, you I watch a lot of movies, <laughs> you put the things together, you sh- put it on somebody's chest and you make them jump out of their britches. Is that a jump no, bag? No, Damn no. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's a no, jump bag? So it's just like pretty much an ambulance in a bag in, in the truck. So we don't have transportation. You know, we have to wait for our ambulance to actually get there, but they can start IVs, they can push medicines, they can do everything that they would normally do, um, just compartmentalized in a little small bag. Okay. Just initiate care. They have the defibrillator, you know, where <laughs> they bring that with them in case they do have to shock the patient, but everything. They can jump into action mm-hmm. because they have this bag. Correct. Gotcha. gotcha. It's like they just grab like the bag and they, right. <laughs> Hey, that's great. Yeah. No, it's like one time, I, so one of our good friends, that, actually the one that tried to call a little while ago, oh. <laughs> uh, he's coming over here later on this evening, but he flies helicopters from Medivac. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, one time, I, right after the uh, the storms in Lake Charles last year, or the year before, well, I'm losing, that was two years ago. Yeah, I don't God, even know. God, dog, that was two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years, yeah. Anyway, we, we drove down to Lafayette. He had to fly one of those helicopters from Lafayette to Lake Charles and asked me if I wanted to go for a ride. I was like, yeah, sure. Well, it, once that helicopter was off duty, we had to wait for them to come back from a call. And it was probably exactly what you're talking about. Once, once they were done before we could leave, they had to replenish that. Mm-hmm. So they were re- restocking it with all the things that they used. And that was Tim kind of said something a little bit about it, but he's not a medic dude. He just you know flies big flying helicopters. So. Is this the same, t- same Tim that works for aviation here with Metro New yeah. Orleans? Yeah, yep. yep. Tim Hooper. 
That's him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a buddy of ours. That's who called and interrupted our podcast. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah Stupid we're, jerk. We're pretty good with him, especially Norco Fire Department. We did um, some training with him recently. Yeah. My husband headed that up, so. Yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a good guy. He, you know, flies... We're trying to get him to take us on a Black Hawk, but apparently right. that's against the rules. Oh, so yeah. we're like, dude, stop being a bitch and let us go fly there. He's <laughs> like, my last day before I leave the Army, we're going to get in the helicopter and just go. Yeah, I told him, I was like, bro, just, I'll just get in the trunk. Don't worry. Nobody will ever know that I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a good dude. And, like, we work a lot with Flight Care. We've been doing a lot of training with them and and uh, looping them in, and they've always had a team, and they land the helicopter mm-hmm. actually at the ballpark. And yep. it's never failed where the past couple of years – They've had to take off in the middle of our event because uh-huh. something happened. So <laughs> yeah, well, I, we went to school with Jeff Quo. Oh, right. Um, and so when the helicopter was coming, we were talking to Jeff. Yeah, he, yeah, because he was there last year, so we were, we were talking to him about it. And that's how I kind of got started. He was the EMS director at the time. Oh, really? When he's like, "Hey, you got to throw this together." Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's a good guy. Yeah. So you know a little bit more about the event because uh, let, let's tell the people when it is, where it is. Um, all the logistics of it. So it's next Saturday, June 3rd? 4th. 4th. June 4th at? Monsanto Park. Monsanto Park in, in the Luland. In the great House. city of Luland. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luland, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. But Monsanto Park, if you haven't been there, if you listen to this podcast, you're not from around here. Great park, lots of giant giant live oak trees, plenty of shade. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, so tell us, what besides the 52 teams that are making crawfish, other entertainment oh yeah we're gonna have um this year so we were trying to get ryan foray back but he had other uh uh events or whatnot so we have uh junior lacrosse this year and does some more swamp pop so that's really big down here and i love it it's fitting for right exactly you know hopefully some more people dance this year but um we have djs in the beginning dj frozen he actually is also part of dow yep yep um and then um, just petting zoo, face painting. We're going to have a snowball stand this year. The okay, same tea cool. guys coming out. Yeah, so that, and that's what's cool, too, is like it is a family-forward event. You know, they, they're going to have regular drinks. Of course, they have some alcohol. <laughs> they sell beer and stuff there, too. Oh, for, we do. You know, <laughs> some cold pops. Right. But, yeah, I remember last year they had a little petting zoo. They had all, all kind of stuff, they had face paints and stuff like that, so the kids can go and have fun. But it's not just crawfish. I mean, oh, no, if the little yeah. ones don't eat crawfish, they had we they have. had like hot dogs and hamburgers. Mm-hmm. And so Louis Record Service this year is actually uh, donating the hamburgers and hot dogs and going to cook awesome. something else. Um, some of our big sponsors, so like our event sponsor, G. Smith. Um, oh, yeah. yeah oh, and that's your Indian. people. <laughs> that's <laughs> your people. Not my people. We're not related That's your people, anything, man. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah. yeah um, we have our premier platinum sponsor, Shell. Shell's been with us from like the beginning. And we're starting to have more plan involvement this year. We have Dow back. Um, Valaro is one of our really big sponsors. Uh, Energy Waterford's in the middle of a turnaround or something. I mean, I know that sucks, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they were going to do it, but they were unable to do it. And we have Cornerstone this year, who's awesome. one of our plants. So, you know, having them in this area and, and kind of supporting this cause goes a long, long way. Well, I think it's easy to get the plants involved because, like you kind of alluded to earlier, is every single plant has their own emergency response right? team because yeah. you know they've got to protect their assets and their right. people because mm-hmm. it's a pretty dangerous environment you know we don't make ice cream down there that's one <laughs> of the things we always say so in the event that something happens god forbid you've got to have some trained individuals on site that can mitigate 
what's going on. Oh, yeah. So they definitely. definitely appreciate the outside too because they live here as well. Right. So I mean, and when you're outside the gates, you still have to have that kind of support. And they work together. Zone. I know our, our uh, ERT squad will respond outside the gate. If there's an accident on 3142 or 3127 or mm-hmm. something, you know, they'll go and help as well, put out a fire or, or do us, you know, give medical assistance, all that kind of stuff. So whether you're in the plant or outside of the plant, they're all doing the same exactly. thing. They're all helping people, you know, trying to do the same thing. So Yeah, and this year, like I said, we had some plant. I guess names changed. It used to be Monsanto, and now it's Bear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Monsanto. So is it Bear that. Park now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That's, right? a good, that's a good question. <laughs> right? I didn't think about hmm. that. But they all, like you're saying, you know, they have, you know, either volunteer their time here or work at somewhere else. Yeah. Or they, I, I know, like, a lot of the guys at Dow, when I first started in the emergency room, worked EMS over there with, like, a... I don't know if Will Dufresne's still there, but Kevin uh, Gobert. I think, I think Will yeah. retired, but yeah. think Will Kevin, retired. Kevin's still yeah. there. Yeah, yeah so uh, it's just great to see these people, like I said, outside of yeah. work and, and right. whatnot. And yeah. it's not just that. Like I said, we have hamburgers, hot dogs, and a lot of our teams, they chip in to do, like, whatever else they want to cook. Hey, we're going to do a crawfish macaroni, or we're also doing a pasalai. And they ain't turning nothing down, huh? Nope. And so one of the teams, like he said, last year they cooked like a thousand fried Oreos or something. So yeah, I remember all kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Too. I'm going to tell you, now that you mentioned that, my <laughs> absolute favorite part of that whole thing is the land yap. Yeah. And uh, last year, um, when they were asking me which part I wanted to judge, you can either judge the crawfish, the sides, or, or the, the land yap. And I was like, I can judge the land yet? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. So I was like, okay. I I think I, I literally ate about four or five crawfish the entire day <laughs> because I didn't want to eat before. And the lanyap was almost overwhelming. There was I so know. much stuff. And it's not like eating a little crawfish because if they bring like a big old thing, like them, sometimes there were layers. So it's like you had to experience <laughs> the whole layer. Yeah. Oh my God, I was so full. I know. I'm like, dude, I, I can't handle another. I, I can't handle well, another Well, we are going to do the judging a little different this year because I heard how overwhelming it was last year um, where maybe, so like I said, we have about 52 teams. Um, maybe like the first 10 teams, like six judges will judge those. It's not all 52. So okay. hopefully it won't be so overwhelming yeah, and <laughs> this you know, year. Look, I, I'm definitely not complaining because they had some good stuff. Mm-hmm. But here's the other kicker too is we kind of split it last year. There were two tables of us that were doing judging the lanyap. So let's just say team one and team two comes up. Mm-hmm. They would give us two and they would give them one. So they could score team one and we would score team two. That way we can kind of cut the time in half and we wouldn't have to eat everything. Because, right. dude, again, I'll <laughs> say it's a lot. Yes. But what ended up happening was... As soon as we were done, and as soon as they were done, they were like, "Oh, y'all want to try?" And we would try. We were eating it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then it got to a point where they're like, "So, what did y'all think about that?" And we're like, "It, it sucked. You don't even want it. You don't want it." So they're like, "Okay, good." So we wouldn't eat it. But then every once in a while, they'd turn around, and you could see all their faces. We're like, "I right, bring it over here. I want to try that one." So, yeah, that's so- like you and I drinking beers. We'll drink one and be like, "Oh, you want to try this one uh-huh. here?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> Yeah, they um, like I said, so hopefully it's not as overwhelming, but the teams are going to bring up enough. So say this year you are just judging Lanyap, but you're like, hey, I kind of want to break it up a little bit and taste a couple crawfish. There'll be enough crawfish or sides or something if you're wanting to try that too. Well, and it's only for like 10 teams. So. Right. And as long as they got some uh, a spot for me to taste that's the Lanyap, that's where I want right? to be. I'm just I'm putting that little inside knowledge uh, <laughs> so right now. It's on record. Got yeah, it. 52 <laughs> teams cooking 
40 pounds of crawfish, I'm assuming. Well, how many sacks do they bo- uh, boil? One uh, for so, judging, or, or is it so multiple? So with, with the entropy, like I said, when we created this, we were just trying to get people together. Like, you know, family fun oriented, you know, great time. You're doing it for a great cause. You know, we have other things just coming to the event, you know, will help out. Uh, so with the team entry, you automatically get two sacks. We're asking everyone to boil at least two sacks. So it's basically, let's say, 80 pounds of crawfish, 52. I mean, that's like 4,000 pounds of crawfish, more than 4,000 pounds of crawfish if they boil at least two sacks. That's yeah. a lot of crawfish. And I'm going to tell you, here's another good mm-hmm. thing. that We didn't really talk about this yet. but So as far as the public goes, so it's, it's $25 to get in. The day of the event. The and day of the $20 event. $20 if you want to do pre-sale. Okay, how do you do that? Yeah, how do you do pre-sale? So we have pre-sale. So I've been, like I said, I've been trying to push a lot out through Facebook. Uh, Not everybody has Facebook because I get a ton of calls from, like, the elderly population who's like, hey, where can I buy the tickets at? So we have tickets available at the hospital. Um, That's at St. Charles St. Charles Parish Hospital in the emergency room and in the gift shop. We also have tickets at St. Charles Parish Sheriff's Office at the headquarters. We have tickets available at Luling Fire Department. And this is, of course, Monday through Friday. Right. It, on the weekend, if people reach out, because my number's on all the flyers, you know, I we used to honestly drive around like, hey, you want some tickets? Sure. Let me go to St. Rose. Let me go to Homeville. Let me go do this. And we were just hand delivering it. And we're like, there has to be a better way. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, we have Norco Fire Department across the river. Uh, and G. Smith also owns the Indian motorcycle. Yep, um, on, on airline. Correct, New Orleans Indian. Um, they have tickets as well because they're one of our big sponsors. And so there's different places for sure to get them. Some people have been going through Venmo, and last year we created an Eventbrite just because of the whole COVID and a lot of places weren't accepting people inside the uh, buildings. And so we did another Eventbrite. Yeah, there's a little bit of fees with that, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, you've got to make it convenient for the masses because some people will be like, oh, if I can't get a pre-sale, I'm just not going to come. Like, you know, that, that's their, their outlook mm-hmm. sometimes. So if they can get an event right, and then right. You, that way you get at least a little bit of it, and they get to go and support a great cause. Correct. But what's so good about it... If in is, the next week you either voluntarily or involuntarily go to the sheriff's department <laughs> yeah, before you, you leave. Get some tickets. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, before you leave, after you post bail, grab some tickets. Yeah, we want to make it convenient. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what's good about that is $20 or $25, you can go in and it is literally all you can eat. Correct. You can get all the crop. You can go and get a little tray from every single one of those booths if you wanted to, all 52 of them. Mm-hmm. You can try their lanyap if they have yeah, any left over. Yeah, the lanyap and the size and everything. You, oh, everything yeah. for $25. That is a hell of a bargain. And that money is going to a great cause. Like, what is not to like about it? It's That's a right. perfect That's idea. Right. Go get the crawfish. Go get the sides. Go get the lanyap. And it only costs you $25. Exactly. You can't, oh, go, you can't even go to McDonald's $25 for, like $25. for adults, but how much for kids? So $5 for pre-sale for kids, and that's only kids 6 to 12. Okay. Obviously, if you're under 6, you get them free because okay. they're not going to eat whatever right. it costs. Right, right. Um, and then at the door, it's $10. Okay. Yeah. What about if people just, like, flat out wanted to donate? Like, hey, I'm not, I can't make it, or maybe I will make it, but I want to give you some money anyway just to support. Yeah, we How have our Venmo. We have, like I said, on Facebook, we try to reach out. There's different places. Like I said, you can even donate at the places that you can pick up the pre-sale tickets. And the Facebook is One Team, One Fight? Correct. They just looked that up? 
Yes. Okay. And then we have a website. Uh, Claude Adams actually runs our website, so he just reached out prior to coming here to make sure it was all updated. Okay. <laughs> and it's one team one fight.com. Yeah, because okay. the thirteen people listening are gonna they're gonna want to go to that website. <laughs> now, we right. might be up to fourteen now, <laughs> yeah, Corey. That's right. <laughs> but you know, like you said, it's for great cause and where can you go nowadays? And it's seriously anything you see food yeah. wise. The yeah. only thing we're asking, like I said, we have beer. We have some of the alcohol, the drinks, the water. That's really all we're selling in there. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you go to a seafood restaurant and you order some boiled crawfish, you're going to pay 7 $8 a pound. Yep. And you eat five pounds. It's $35 right there. And you don't get none of the land yet. You don't get none of the land because I don't have the music. Because I guarantee you, if you <laughs> some of the land yet that they cook out there, if you were to buy that in an actual restaurant, you'd pay $50 for it. I don't it. think you can buy most you of it in can. an actual restaurant. You probably can't. Because people do some... No, let me tell you. That's them homemade padu recipes. <laughs> yeah. But one of my favorite ones was so simple, but it was a crawfish boil potato salad. Oh, my God, And dude. so that's the rules for the lanyap, though. The lanyap has to have something part of the boil. So potato salad, I think somebody ah. did the eggs and the potatoes yep. and then kind of munched it, it all together. It was so good. We've had asparagus. We've had pineapple, like just random stuff that they're trying in these pots. And I told them, get creative. So I'm excited about this year. Yeah, some of the dishes that came across, like people were trying really hard. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but I am not eating that. Right? <laughs> So, I, matter of fact, I was sitting with Stale Cracker and DJ Rhett mm-hmm. and uh, and Joe Note. We were all sitting at the little table, and I was like, "That's all on you, boys. I'm not putting that <laughs> in my mouth." Up. Yeah, some of them got just a little bit too creative. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, and the competitive ones like uh, Shane Fontenot's group. Oh yeah, uh-huh. they always try to uh, get a paddle. So, and they've been successful every year. Yeah, they so. do. They look, they they got it going on over there. I know mm-hmm. they're my buddies, and I'm a little bit biased, but they really are good. <laughs> matter of fact, I think um, other well, maybe I'm thinking. Who won last year? Actually, for first place, Lanyap was Rotary Club. I'm, they had some I, type of like to, fish something with crawfish stuff on top. Yeah, there was know. a couple of things. Because after it was done, Corey and all was like, so what do you think? I was like, there's a couple of them that just absolutely blew me away. And I couldn't remember what it was or who it was. But this is a terrible story. I don't even know why I'm saying that now. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to it. I don't know what I ate. I don't know who made it, but it was good. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. So if Trust you're out me. there listening, that's you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't wait for it to, to be next weekend. Go out there and go try some more oh, stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, I appreciate you uh, well, inviting me to be a part of it, oh, number yeah, one. definitely. But even more so for you doing what you're doing for those that, you know, all the first responders. It, it really does mean a lot to a lot of them. So I'm sure a lot of, a lot more people appreciate you more than you probably <laughs> that's know. Right. Well, that's uh, always a good thing. But yeah, yeah. thank you. No, and, yeah. And like I said, I've never really did this for, you know, kind of being in the spotlight because like I said, I hate talking in front of people. In the public speech, I get people <laughs> the day of the event to, to you know, list yeah. the winners and then kind of like thank our sponsors. But, uh, you know, we're, we're all, like you said in the beginning, we're all here for the same thing. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out to come to our little podcast. Of course, this was fun. And putting a little bit, uh, putting the word out there a little bit more. So, because you're on other platforms, why not be on our podcast? Exactly, (laughs) right? Exactly. Might reach a few more people. Oh, yeah. And and I'll tell you, you know what? Some people don't know that's listening here is that you were uh, admittedly a little nervous. You hadn't done a podcast (laughs) before, right? But you did fantastic. So no worries. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, and I hear look, Maui's in the background barking. So must, somebody must be here. But anyway, that's uh, Tim. Didn't yeah. answer your damn phone. <laughs> coming in. 
Probably he's so. coming to rescue us. He thinks yeah. we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he's our first responder. Right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but thanks again. We definitely of appreciate course. it. And like we always say, until next time, say hi to your mom and them coming. 